on TV, online, and onside kick. I don't even know what that is. This is EPT Not Live. Not for long, it's not. Hello, my babies, and welcome to EPT Not Live. I'm Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton. That is my work wife. And I am a bad work husband because I was not at her bedside yesterday when she was at the hospital. I'm sitting here thinking I look like a member of the cast of Train Spotting, but these were actually for blood tests and nothing else. They didn't put anything fun in there while you were uh, there? Sadly not. They just took stuff out. <laughs> wow. Which fortunately is clear. So I'm back at work today. They took his kidney out and it is clear they will be putting it back later <laughs> today. Also, I didn't, sit, I didn't address my work wife by name. That's James Hardigan. Thank you, Joey. My work wife, my work abusive stepdad, Matt Broughton is here. You guys, um, let's do something more festive here. Let's kill this. Let's do one of these here, huh? That's better. Well, you are wearing the Eat Santa hat. It's not so. Eat Santa. Fat Santa? Fat Santa would be accurate, but no, it says Text Santa. Oh. I don't know if we have it there. I don't, don't, Which out of the options makes the I least don't, sense? You know, it's it's like one of those things that's like funny. At, it's like a joke, and then when you think about it, you're like, it's not... What, what does no it even number. mean? What, how am I meant to text him? Yeah, it should say Tinder Santa, I think, would probably uh, The thing is, we're accurate. used to looking at Joe and going, I mean, it's probably a joke, but it's not funny. So actually, for you to be wearing Fitting. it, just Bing. pretty much yeah, standard. There we go. Coming up on today's show, this is the last episode of the show in its current form. Yep. Uh, last episode of the show until the Poker Stars Championship Bahamas in 2017. So we're going to have a few weeks off. We will be revealing the new title of the show at the end of this episode. What else coming up on today's show? James witnessed an incident at the breakfast <laughs> buffet here at the Hilton Prague. It's, uh, it may explain some of the other stuff that's been going on this week in Oh, Park. man. Sounds like somebody puked in the eggs. All right. Also coming up, Matt <laughs> finally got to see the Christmas markets here in Prague. It was a beautiful thing. I mean, 50% of it was shut and the other 50% was shutting. But we were there. But we, we did make you it saw to where, the tree. where it happens. I think, not being funny, a good 50% of the Christmas market is the tree. Okay, well, in that case, it was mostly open. I do have a very blurry still frame of the tree coming up later in the show. Yay! Uh, we're closing the show with a tribute to... Uh, one of the all-time leading cashers on the EPD, Luca Pagano, was supposed to be the guest. James got sick yesterday, couldn't do the show. We lost him, unfortunately. Uh, we are not recapping the Barcelona main event that aired this week because we've been over it plenty. But today on Superfan vs. Stapes, we've got Graphical Hugh on the show who will be challenging me to the films of Tom Hanks. Uh, you know what I say? If you don't like Hugh, I don't like you. And where do we stand on Tom Hanks? Uh, I love Tom Hanks. What uh, do you guys have a favorite Tom Hanks movie? Um, we were talking about this the other day, actually, because I was not a fan of Tom Hanks movies until like the early two thousands, when I think he started to take bolder decisions in the films he was oh, making. Jesus. I'm so sorry I asked. Road to Perdition. There you go. Quick wow, answer. Road to Perdition. That yeah. was uh, no. Don't start the song again. <laughs> who who's who wants it? We're, we've had enough. <laughs> enough Christmas. I was spirit. enjoying it. Road to Perdition. Isn't that one where he's like real sickly? No. No, the Road to Perdition's one where he's the gangster. Jude Law is real sickly in it. And you got Paul, yeah, and you got Paul I Newman, Daniel Craig. <laughs> That's true. Real sickly on that one. Uh, uh, that is one of the worst choices I've ever heard of a favorite Tom Hanks film. Matt? Big. Big, okay, that's good. Oh, you know what? I have a Tom Hanks impression I'm going to do later in the show. and he, oh, okay. It's from, uh, we from can Big. Hardly wait. I, uh, look, I, oh, well then. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just won't prepare fun things to do for the show. Uh, I don't know if I could pick a favorite necessarily, but I, I saw Bachelor Party last year for the first time. Like a friend bought it for me, like on old school DVD. Can't believe I just said that. 
Can't believe I just said old school DVD. Hey, anyway, future moves. I really liked it. I thought it was awesome. I th- I like the Tom Hanks comedies better. Not to say that he's uh, not great at the drama, but I like the, the comedy stuff, like Big and all that. I will say least favorite Tom Hanks role. Mm-hmm. Catch me if you can. Oh, I like that, that film. fucking uh... awful. No, the movie's great. His stupid ass Boston accent though is terrible. <laughs> yeah, don't forget. That sort of thing doesn't bother us because all accents sound funny when they're from America. So oh, okay. You know. Fair enough. James, what's going on with this? What, what happened at breakfast? Okay, so like James like emailed me like a week ago to be like, oh, make sure you tell the I'm really, story. I'm really worried about this because if this turns out to be a story that I really could have done with being told privately like four days ago, I'm going to be quite annoyed. Yeah, <laughs> it is one of those things where I saved it for the podcast, but in reality, it probably would have... Oh, we're building it up too much. Better served as a PSA. At the breakfast buffet... Um, there was a guy, I guess it's best to just be described as a character, and he's one of those people who clearly wants Russian. attention. I don't know what nationality <laughs> he was. Um, he had a beard, big kind of Sam Grafton-esque glasses, and bright red shoes. And he's standing kind of in the middle so of the buffet. Like Santa Claus. Just kind of trying to get sort of a, attention, just wanting to be noticed. And then, you know like where the, the kind of the bread rolls at breakfast, and they're kind of in a, in a box at a 45-degree angle. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he's standing over by the pastries and the rolls, and then suddenly just starts coughing violently oh. for about 30 seconds. Like, really like... So he wasn't getting enough attention. So he's like, oh, look at me. <laughs> coughing firmly into his right hand. Oh. At which point... No. At which point, as part of his dramatic coughing, his elbow caught the box of bread rolls. Oh, okay. And I'd say a good 10 to 15 bread rolls then scattered onto the floor. At which point... With the hand, no doubt in his phlegm, he picked them up one by one and put them back into the box. No fucking way. Why? But do you know what the worst part was? He had this really kind of shit-eating grin as he was doing it. (laughs) Kind of like, look at me putting the rolls back. Almost in a really like creepy horror movie-esque way. And then... Went about his business, and I haven't seen him since. So my what theory did is, you do, James, as an onlooker in this situation. You can't just stand idly by and let. He went. Good lord! I shall make a note of that story. He's to like, later on. Good thing there's another <laughs> box of rolls at the other end of the buffet. Boop, 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 boop. Exactly. I looked after number one. That's the most important thing here. But I. Do Meanwhile, think... the rest of us are now I, looking after not... number two because we all have the shits yeah. from this guy coughing all over the rolls. I do believe, and I didn't realize this several days ago, I identified patient zero. This is the guy who I believe has led to the sickness that has hit poker players, dealers, and members of the uh, production you team. You just know that the somewhere there's the CCTV footage from the lobby <laughs> that shows Hartigan like a big goose wander off to get his lovely uncontaminated bagels. And then in I come, I'll have that one. And that one, you come in. Oh, I've just had this one. And everyone we know just picking up the snot bagels going, mmm, And then the, coating. the overnight CCTV footage of the guy in the hazmat suit taking them <laughs> to the furnace to fucking burn them. Uh, man, James, I can't believe you didn't do anything. Thanks for telling us. Sorry, there. I probably should have done I just didn't really think that it would lead to the spate of sickness that we've seen. I got James to do something this week that he that sometimes I have to twist his arm to do. What'll happen is now we get um a lot of times people on location. Your dirty mind. Look at your face. I think what I normally have to force James to do, he did voluntarily for the first time ever. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> we get, you know, a lot of times in between events, people will write to me on Facebook or Twitter and say, hey, I'm going to be at this event. Do you and James have a minute to meet up, whatever? And James is always like, oh. But then when it comes time to meet up, I'm like, I want to meet up with this guy. James is like, oh, I'll go with you. Like, 
he just I don't know what it is if he just has a heart or at the last second he like can't bear the fact that like he's like all right I'll go do it so he he met this guy with me uh, Chris Martin yeah and Chris is actually in the army and Chris gave me this really cool um, card capper. Uh, from the army, from his... Uh, He's based in Japan, right? Yeah, but uh, this is from the 31st Air Defense Artillery. Thank you, Chris Martin, for this. Really cool. Thank you for your service. I uh, obviously am a big fan of uh, all the vets. And it reminded me that I carry this other... I don't have it with me. Uh, this other... Nope, I don't. Um, card capper with me. So first of all, the fact that you actually have a card protector, you do realize that most people think that is the sign of a huge fish. Well, I am a huge fish. And also, I, I play poker like twice a year. And when I do, I forget that I even have it. <laughs> um, but so, and I wish that I, I, luckily I did remember I had it because, uh, so I was going through airport security. And you know when you're back at Heathrow and your bag comes through and it's supposed to come down the belt? But yeah. then there's that like little machine that pushes, pushes it, it off to the side. And then it's like, whose bag is this? Yes. And I saw mine get pushed off to the side. And I was like, oh, my God. Because, look, I come from a place where there are certain things that are legal that are not legal in other parts of the world. And so I was like, oh, man, what did I do? What's what's in my bag right now? And uh, it comes down and the, the woman grabs it and she's like, um, do you have uh, something with your initials on it in here? And I'm like, what? 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 Uh, and I remembered that this fan gave me a card capper years ago for because I used to do a show called Poker Road Radio. So it's this PRR on it, this big metal card capper. And she's like, it's too thick. We can't see through it. And so I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and so I took it out of my bag and she looked at it, but then she swabbed it and put it in the thing. And then there's that few seconds of like, because honestly, look. Do, do, exactly. Do, like do. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a terrorist. But, like, the way we live in the world, like, if something came up, like, that would probably be the last you ever saw of me. Like, there's no trials anymore. There's no more, like, hey, it's probably an innocent mistake. It's, I was just deal, I was just planting some crops. And the awful fertilizer. thing is, if they did kind of, like, arrest you at the airport and you were kind of, like, detained or taken on a rendition flight somewhere and we learned that, you know, yeah, they've, they've taken Joe away because they suspect he's a terrorist, we kind of just look at each other and go, yeah, yeah. Story checks out. Great. That right. It's very, very holiday spirit of you guys. Matt, well, you got to see the Christmas markets finally here. It took me a couple years. It was like my third time here before I finally did it. I didn't feel so bad because it was a fair schlep. And like I, I started off feeling a bit stupid because we were walking down familiar territory like Rose. I'm thinking, well, I've definitely, I've definitely been down this road trying to find it. Oh, my God, I must have been so close. And then we went through this and then we went around here. And, then we, and I'm like, do you know what? I don't think I ever would have found it accidentally. You probably took some turns because it's actually pretty much just a straight shot from here but you have to walk for about 20 minutes before you get there yeah it's not i wouldn't say i felt stupid that it was so obvious that i would definitely should have found it at some point we got but a little, anyway little video clip here of what it's like i don't want to give away too much and also it's only a 10 second snapchat hot hot wine hot ham hot dogs and a big old christmas tree look at that huh beautiful aspect ratio beautiful yeah is, that, Focus. Is, is it because it's a Snapchat thing that you're shooting in the wrong aspect right Yeah, here? Snapchat only goes oh, that way. Man, it drives me nuts. Yeah, we'll get used I to it because all the kids are doing it, my friend. Well, they need to be told. We need to re-educate them. See, this is the James I know and love when we were standing in this Christmas market. James is like, now this is the world I want to be a part of. I want to live in a Europe like this where everyone's just coming together. And I was like... As long as they shoot video in the correct you're, aspect you're ratio. Full of shit. You I hate think everyone. That is a perfectly acceptable la, 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 caveat. La, 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 la. <laughs> so, James, I don't want you to. I, I don't think you'll get emotional now, being that we're still a few days away from the actual end of this event. But this is the last EPT as we know it. I wanted to do a parody song, 
it's the end of the tour as we know it, but I think we'd probably get sued. So yeah, um, well, at, least of... at the at worst, have to pay royalties probably, right. which we can't afford. REM's cool; they'll be fine with it. Mm. Eh, well, maybe not the record label. So anyway, this is the last EBT, and I thought it might be fun to do a little EBT reminiscing. And I thought we could start off where uh, Jess Wellman for Pocket Fives wrote a pretty cool article called uh, "EBT by the Numbers," where she got some of the statistics. Now. I thought this would be fun to go over on the show, first of all, just because there's some interesting facts, but then also I'll see where, like, James wants to correct her. Yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, I, Jess is pretty methodical, and I'm pretty confident that she's nailed most of these stats. It would be an absolute all-out, like, anal nerd fest if James and Jess got into it over some sort of fact, right? It would be a really... There would not enough lube in the world for that. Here we go. Um, one... Number of two-time EPT champions. Correct. Got that one, Vicky Corrin. 23, the number of different cities which have hosted an EPT over the years. Sounds about right. I'm not going to check it. Also 23, number of super high rollers that have taken place. Probably. 27, the number of countries which can lay claim to an EPT champion. They come from every continent except Antarctica and Australia. Wow. This is good research. I'm liking this. I'm not really sure I can do anything with this information, but I like it. No, it's neat stuff. It's good uh, stuff, yeah. The most successful countries are Great Britain and the U.S. Yeah. Both have 17 titles each, but you might consider giving a slight edge to the States as John Jawanda is credited with an, as an Indonesian champion. It's funny because when America and the U.K. were tied before, everyone used to argue that Steve O'Dwyer should also be considered American. But the thing is, if Steve O'Dwyer is playing under an Irish passport, if John Joander is playing under under an Indonesian passport, can you really credit them as American winners? I'm happy for it to be a tie. I think that's a very cool way for things to go out. 76 is the number of months Ibrahim Almusa was sentenced to prison for his role as the mastermind between the 2010 <laughs> EPT Berlin robbery. Wow. I'd almost forgotten about that incident. The weird thing is, I don't think we've ever talked about it on the podcast or on the stream in any Well, I wasn't detail. there. No, of course not. I mean, it's like six and a half years ago now. and You were still in school. I mean, this, I was. <laughs> this obviously happened while we were on air. It was on the penultimate e- day. UI school. Penultimate day of the Berlin main event when the robbery took place. Uh, we were hosting the webcast. Do you remember in the hotel in Berlin, we were always like in the corridor of the hotel. Yeah, but you could look down. Exactly. So we could look down and see that like something was kicking off in the lobby. And no one had any idea what it was. Obviously, they saw there were weapons involved. They saw there were guys in masks. And we were like, we need to get out of here now. And the great thing is, do you remember Alex Kravchenko, the Russian player? Yeah. He was doing guest commentary on the Russian stream. And he just stood up and went, follow me. (laughs) Now, if there's one person you are going to trust in a crisis, it's Alex Kravchenko. The guy is probably ex-military, right? So we basically followed him through the emergency exit, through the corridors, and out before any of us could come to any harm. That's fantastic. I just got goosebumps thinking about uh, Alex Kravchenko and his bulletproof limousine probably put you guys (laughs) in outside. Okay, now this is the one I found to be most interesting. Okay. Now, Jess hollered at me to get some help with this one. Number of times EBT Live host Joe Stapleton estimates he and fellow host James Hardigan have sung their popular line, Everyone Loves a Chop Pot. Matt, of course, has been involved in some of those, too, so I counted those numbers as well. Lee Jones, Neil Johnson. So That's many right. Lots of people have. So I, basically, I counted any time either you or I would have said it. Okay, so it's now, okay, fine. So here's the, the, uh, the conversation I had with Jess Wellman. Uh, she said, random request, but I'm doing a by-the-numbers look at EBT and want to do something fun to highlight the stream. If you had to guess, how many times have you guys said everybody loves a chop pot? I love the fact that immediately you snap correct her. First of all, it's every one loves a chop 
pot. Now, the reason I did this is because it took me several years <laughs> to get it right. I was seeing it wrong on multiple occasions. Everybody enjoys chopping pots Just, up. Uh, all of us are big fans of a split pot. Uh, and so here's how I... Now, did you... Do your I've own done some. Yeah, I've done some calculations. Because here's, I want to see if we ca- we got to the number the same way. Have you done it? I have. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got so that. here's how I came at my answer. Right. Uh, I'd say we sit on average twice a day in live commentary. Correct. And then maybe once every three TV shows. That's amazing because actually my metric is very similar to yours. We usually do. Now this is where I may have just screwed some things up. We usually do six days of commentary per stop. Mm, it, it varies. I was like, just I'm averaging it out and make three TV shows. No, where are you getting this from? On average, you don't think we make three TV shows per stop? Yeah. So some we do zero, but some we well, do ten. I just multiplied it by number of shows we make in a year rather than per stop. Yeah, I don't know. See, I went down the averages route as well. I was thinking how many stops a year, how many days per stop. I kind of I, went down that. I agree with you that on average it's twice a day in live commentary, but I think you've underestimated how many days of live commentary we've done since the tail end of season eight, which is I think when we gave birth to this expression. So I maybe made a mistake here, but... I also may have made another mistake, which may get us back on course. And I say we probably do an average of six stops per year for six years. Uh, okay. So 198 live, and I'm going to go to down to once every five TV shows probably, because I don't think we do it once every three TV okay. shows. So 18 or so on TV. I came up with 216. That's what she put in the article. I think that is a. a Real, you've really low-balled it. Really? Yeah, really low-balled it. First of all, so it was the tail end of season eight that we came up with it, so that was midway through 2012. Basically, really, I only calculated 2013, 14, 15, and 16. By the way, I saw James's calculation for this. It's like that scene from Goodwill Hunting. It's just, yeah, it's like... Well, they found him in his room. There was just like feces <laughs> all across the wall. Just all these formulas, like on... Transformers. <laughs> so 50 days of live commentary in 2012, 2013, 50 in 2014, 40 in 2015, 40 uh, this year. So basically 180... Two, two times a day, that's 360. He's already at 360. Wow, just for live counts. And with the TV shows, bear in mind that we made 52 TV shows, for example, in 2013, 48 in 2014. You're saying every other show or maybe one in every three. I'm going to I'm gonna guess, but guess around 25 to 30. I'll take the under. I'm going to call it 385. Wow, okay. that's more times than there are days in a year. We could have said it once a day for over a year. Well... I started thinking about it, and then I thought, fuck that. So I downloaded <laughs> a random number generator, but spookily, it came up with 228. Oh, wow. And you can confirm, I didn't see this document until quite you recently. Didn't. So I did start thinking about it legit, and then I thought, oh, man. So 228, I don't want to go into the workings. There was I had to press a button. and that, that Wow. Yeah. But it's a pretty good result. That really? <laughs> I hope you don't really mind. Done. Well, that's interesting. I, I, I could have come up with a bigger number, but when I think about have we really said it that many times? Yes. It can't possibly be that many. Yes. 380 times? Since the end of, since the end of season eight, which was midway through 2012. We've got to come up with a new bit. Uh, <laughs> all right. The, I won't go over the rest of Jess's article. You guys should check it out because it is very good. That's on Pocket Fives. Um, I thought to uh, close out this segment, what we could do, guys, is... Uh, is tell our all-time, either all-time favorite story from the tour or maybe something that we haven't shared before. Matt, you want to start? Well, I didn't want to read, because the thing is, otherwise I just end up recapping a story that we've already told (laughs) once before. Just leave that in the background. I'm having flashbacks. I checked in, checked in with Joe on uh, Monday. Is that a check pun? 
What, me doing checked in? Checked in? No, that was... No, no, the, more, the, more oh, the CZ. Czech, Czech Republic. Oh, I see, no. Here we are. No, listen, you're oh, reading well, way too much. Get with the program. No, let me just, <laughs> let me, I'll tell the story and then you read into it all the funny, clever little asides that I didn't plan. Um, last year when I checked in, they didn't have a room for me. So I was very aware that I just really hope when I say my name, they don't go, ooh. Checked in and they said, oh, Mr. Brown, yeah, okay, we got your room. I'm like, brilliant, lovely, super. Go up to my floor, third floor, and as I came out the the lift, I'm like, oh god, this smells really smoky, really like. This is one of the only countries in the world where you can still smoke. And I, I'd forgotten that. I'd forgotten that. I'd thought by now they caught up with the 21st century and I, banned smoking. And, and I oh, man, just, didn't you see the the VHS player in the room there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's my mini bar. Um, <laughs> is is and I just thought, God, I forgot how lucky we are in the UK that everything is so lovely and clean. Because also, I'm hugely allergic to like cigarette smoke. When I was a kid, I was diagnosed as asthmatic until I left home where my mum smoked and found out I'm not asthmatic at all. I just, cigarette smoke is a real killer. Breathing in poison is actually bad for you. Turns out that's the case. He's one of those rare people affected by poison. I know, who'd have thought? <laughs> but we got in quite late. I go into my room at like 7 o'clock. It was like, James is like, we're meeting 7.30 for, for, for dinner. So I kind of literally chucked the stuff in the room, met you guys, we had dinner, went back to my room. I was so tired, I just crashed out. Hadn't stopped to think about anything until I woke up a couple of hours later thinking, what's that smell? Which happens to me quite often when I wake up in the mornings. But it was like this <laughs> bed is like an ashtray. And I realized Ooh. everything around me, the pillows, the mattress, the curtains, the chair, everything was just so impregnated with smoke. Couldn't do anything about it. Slept really badly. Woke up with this horrible sore throat and a cold and went to the reception the next morning. Said, any chance of a change of room? They went, no, we're fully booked because you know what this place is like. Once, once. The oh, look at the numbers we've seen in every tournament. I mean, this is like a rammed festival, so the hotel is fully booked Completely for sure. Booked, yeah. And they said, all we can do is we can come and change everything in your room. I'm like, unless you change the mattresses and the chairs, that's not going to do anything. But I kind of had to let them have their shot at it. Um, and so they came and changed everything. Tried to sleep again. Joe looks really perturbed at something else. I don't know what he's reading, but no, that's nothing okay. to do with my story. I'm trying to find something for later. Go on. Okay. Um, let them come do their thing. Went to bed the next night like a man on a mission. I've got the eye mask, I've got earplugs. I'm, I'm going to sleep so well. I'm thinking positive thinking. I'm going to sleep so well. Woke up like two hours later dying. And it was about two in the morning. And Joe, I knew, had two beds in his room. And my two options were, do I go and hassle Joe and go, Joe, can you come and sleep in your room? Which I thought, he's already told me it was completely dead to the world. But that, that was the only night I slept this entire trip, so thank you. But I thought, I look and sound so dreadful, I'm going to go down to reception now. Also, <laughs> I, had, I had this ingrowing hair on my chin, and I'd put a big plaster over it with cream, so I looked like the scarecrow <laughs> out of Batman Begins. The thing that made me feel really old is I had visions like this dim, early hours of the morning reception. No. Got out of the lift, everyone's still partying, and I'm shuffling along like... <laughs> Kill me. The thing is, you probably look like every other idiot coming out of the poker room at probably four so. in the morning. Probably so. Well, I went to the reception. She said, "I'm really," and I've really laid it on now. And I'm going, "I'm dying." I'm just like, "Look, we can move you tomorrow, but I can send someone up with some with an air freshener." And I'm like, "What <laughs> can?" And but I'm going pine forest. I went, "Yeah, okay." Oh, yeah, they're just gonna hang a bunch of them on the door, like yeah. in your new, like in your Honda Civic. Like the room where they found the body in seven, just all these little. Tr <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, do you know what? Fine. What? What harm can it do? And I'm sitting in my room waiting for someone to come up with a big can of Febreze. And then this woman turned up 
with this. What which is you, it? It's, it's like, an air freshener. Come it's, on. It's, it's like the ozone blaster. Wow. It's the ozone it blaster. It destroys the ozone. Which is about the size of a small microwave oven. Wow. She plugs it in. It sounds like a small, like, aircraft. Oh, you've oh, you got the video as yeah, well? Yeah, got some video. It's, we can see okay. what it sounds like. I don't know if you can hear me in the sound of my silence. Ozone blaster electronic air purification. This is the solution to the entire room. It's been lived in by a heavy smoker for two weeks. A voila. <laughs> so did it I mean, work? It's one of those things. No. No, it's like one of those things from Sharper Image, right? Like the room ionizer, like does absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. Because as you can imagine, that sucks all the smoke out the mattress. You know, <laughs> right. by yeah. But also, what it means is, if you couldn't sleep because of the smell of smoke, now you can't sleep because of the sound of a small the engine. Smell of smoke that, and the sound of that a small video engine. does not do justice to how loud that was. But that was her solution. And the thing is, she just came in really apologetically and, and just plugged it in and put it on the floor and looked at me and went, thanks ever so much. Let's, let's hope that makes the difference, right? But also, the girl would lie to me because when I said about moving, I said, like, I really need a non-smoking room. She said, well, all the rooms are made up as non-smoking, sir. And I'm thinking, if someone's lived in there for two weeks smoking, how does that room ever become non-smoking again? But when the bellboy finally came to take all my stuff and I took that, I've still got that in my new room. <laughs> As soon as we got to my new floor, I was like, I can breathe again. He went, well, yeah, the third floor, the whole floor is smoking. I'm like, <laughs> what a liar. <laughs> I would have kept that just to see if it worked on my farts. So, <laughs> so I might take it home. I might just take it to the airport. Just put I'm it taking this. This is coming with me. <laughs> Compensation. So, so Matt's favorite EPT story ended up being the only story he could think of because he got no sleep this week. Exactly. So I thought, I, again, like the random number generator, I could really spend some time thinking about this. I'd just tell you the most recent thing that happened. <laughs> and that was the most recent thing. And that's why I sound and feel the way I do is thanks to little Zeke and the smoky bedroom. James? The problem I have is that every story's been heard a hundred times before. So instead of an anecdote about myself, I'm going to tell a story about Sandy the Degenerate Fuck. Oh, I love him. Love Sandy the Degenerate. That's what I, I was looking for, the Sandy the Degenerate Fuck sound effect. Oh. And I can't find it at the moment. Doesn't so. matter. It doesn't need any setup. All you need to know is this is a tale from San Remo. This is from 2012 uh, when Sandy went out to dinner. Um, in the open bar area in San Remo where there's all these tables laid out. And they were having... There's like a street with restaurants on each side. That's sort of, they all sort of share the same outdoor area. That's the one. And at dinner, um, Sandy had been talking about, he became almost obsessed with, um, we'll call him Nigel. Uh, Nigel, the security guy. And whether Nigel had probably served in the military and whether Nigel had been in the special forces and whether Nigel had possibly killed people in his time. <gasps> And after a few drinks, um, Nigel then appeared and was sit sitting at the, uh, across like a few tables over. And when he arrived, Sandy, who was now a little bit merry, shouted out really loudly, Hey, Nigel, did you kill anyone today? <laughs> and Nigel, playing along because we're out in public, there's poker players, there's dealers, just went, only the one, <laughs> laughed it off. Cut to <laughs> the next day. And Sandy is happily walking through the casino like Billy Big Bollocks, checking that everyone recognizes him, everyone knows who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bumps into Nigel. Sandy sounds like an egomaniac. And Nigel goes, Can I have a word with you? Oh. <laughs> At which point Sandy goes, Sure. <laughs> Nigel then literally pushes Sandy <laughs> up against the wall. And with his finger firmly in Sandy's face, says, I don't appreciate that type of humor. Oh. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've seen. 
and it's not the kind of shit I like people making jokes about. <laughs> so you just watch yourself, all right? Uh, which Sandy, who I think at this point has probably shit himself, like, <laughs> yes, sir. No, sir. Dark stains. It, it, it was a bad joke, sir, and I really, I really am sorry, and I'll never do anything like that again. I'm, I'm so sorry. I should not have made that joke. I'm so sorry. And anyway, the punchline to the story and the real kind of karma biting Sandy in the ass is that I reckon Sandy is down about 200 euros <laughs> in drinks that he has bought for Nigel. Every time Sandy saw Nigel after that, it was a, hey, buddy, can Sandy get you a beer, buddy? <laughs> Can Sandy get you a shot, buddy? How's it How's it going today, Nigel? I mean, that's what I've seen Sandy Happen. do in his interaction <laughs> with Nigel. I also have a Sandy the Degenerate fuck story, uh, and this is one I've been waiting to tell for a long time, um, and it's a brief one. But all I have to say is that there was one time that Sandy had to interview a winner on camera of an EPT event. Maybe it was a main event. Maybe it was a high roller. Maybe it was a super high roller. But Sandy had to interview a winner. And this particular event ended very late at night. And while Sandy was interviewing the winner, Sandy's ex was waiting for Sandy in Sandy's bed in Sandy's hotel room. Now, the winner didn't know this, but Sandy did. And it made for a very awkward but also kind of fun interview at the same time. (laughs) And that's my favorite story from the European Poker Tour. One of them loves the EPT, knows it inside out, and would do anything for the European Poker Tour. The other one is Joe Stapleton. It's Superfan versus Stapes. For the last time ever. No, we're going to keep we're Superfan gonna, I know, but we're, we're not playing that sound effect <laughs> That's anymore. True. That's true. That's the last time. Maybe we could sell it. Like an old, like an EPT garage sale. We thought of doing that. Anyway. That would be the worst ringtone ever. <laughs> Excuse me, that's my wife. One of them, not what? Can we welcome to EPT Not Live a member of the EPT graphics team, Graphical Hugh, a.k.a. Hugh Reese? Can we welcome Graphical Hugh? Oh, it's nice. Welcome. Thank you, guys. I job. love Hugh so much. Such a sweet dude. Yes, buddy. Come on. And he, he really is a super fan. Like, Hugh, after, during every tournament break, when we come off the air, is always like, oh, really funny, mate. Always patting me on the back. Always giving me the encouragement I need. You boys are going. funny. You you keep us going in the gallery. You know, it's a, it's a hard job. And, uh, yeah, you keep us going. Your comedy's good. Your comedy's good. And James is very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hugh, you are the longest-serving member of the graphics team because you've been with us for a whole season. Um, <laughs> the infamous graphics crew. We basically did say that being a member of Team Graphics is like being the drummer in Spinal Tap. We kind of like, you know... You all choke on your own vomit. <laughs> it, uh, and also, this man is one of those who has fallen sick in the last few days, but he has not left his post. He has been there clicking those buttons. Now, see... I'm going down with the ship. We could potentially have a very... Um, tenuous relation tenuous is that a word tenuous relationship intense relationship with graphics because sometimes there's graphics mistakes and james really likes to hammer on the graphics mistakes and i'm like in my head i'm like dude these guys could make us look so bad if they wanted to i tend to not be that hard of the mistakes because i'm like they just put the wrong information up all the time we'll look like absolute dicks (laughs) it's really uh, we we had one yesterday we had a complete wrong player but oh yeah we get the information, we put it in, and then we look at him and go, that guy's clearly not American. <laughs> He's clearly not that guy. 
Or it's a blonde hair blue. And that, that guy is not Abdul Muhammad Mustafa. That is definitely, look, I'm not being racist here, but that is clearly Frederick Frederick. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we just swap it last minute and go, hope nobody noticed, hope nobody noticed. But look, I think it makes things interesting when there's a mistake from time to time. It gives us something to talk about. I mean, about. I will, I will, I will, <laughs> I will hammer on typos and poor punctuation because I think that's justified. Most of the time, look, mistakes happen, right, all the time. But... And I think you pointed this out when we were doing um, one of the final tables at the start of Prague, Joe. You compare our graphics to like certain other TV shows any, and live any other one. And no, the work you guys do is absolutely top notch. Ah, oh, it's it a really combination is. of good technology and good people. It's a good crew. It's a good crew. Everyone well, works really hard. It's as Ricky Gervais says. It's. <laughs> impression. <laughs> I was going to send a basket of apology kittens too, just uh, just to say sorry if we've ever been too hard on the graphics on the air. Uh, before we get to the films of Tom Hanks, I wanted to do uh, uh, my Tom Hanks impression. This has been built up so much. This had better be good. So this is my impression of Tom Hanks in uh, it, my impression of Tom Hanks in Big. <laughs> Well, that is the the James has found me unamusing many many times throughout our partnership. That is the least amused. I, it, I don't know what he's referencing. Is it just me? I was I was hoping. I thought if I just keep smiling, like <laughs> who's, I, yeah, who's yeah, really who's going to back me up no he, matter what? He does, he does do that. He does a little. Look, yeah, so I'm kind. Listen, I'm listening so to music. Kind. Fine. So Whatever. He didn't yeah. do that in Road to Perdition. No, he sure didn't. <laughs> James only prefers the serious Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. That, that, Tom Hanks and the Man with One Red Shoe. <laughs> Bridge of Spies. Hughes already had my Forrest Gump rant, and I'm not going to repeat it now. Uh, All right, let's do it. Let's get to the game. Okay. Oh. Superfan versus State. Right, okay. Yeah, Hugh. How many times have you won this, and how many times have you lost, Superfan? I've lost... Let's see, we've done 70 shows. I've probably lost 68 times. Well, this oh, is our 70th I'd time. say um, in the early days when it was all about EPT, Trevor, you didn't do that badly, actually. Okay. I think it's probably 65-5. <laughs> okay, okay so sorry. Oh, I said 68 so too. Oh, God! I gave you three more victories. It you doesn't matter. It's close. I would have rather just been right. Sort of then had three more victories. The problem is you are very rarely right, which is why you're 65 and 5. <laughs> You've been studying, right? You've been watching a Tom Hanks movie every day for the last 35 years? <laughs> <laughs> Just for this occasion. It's, this There's is the biggest thing. moment of my life. Oh, Hugh. Well, I really wanted to try and change this up. For the last, under the guise of EPC Not Live, I thought the one thing that has always been true is that Joe very rarely scores a point. So I have created a first round where there are 28 points available <laughs> in just the first round. Oh, God. I've got to keep scoring. Yeah, you might one, want right? to flip over to the wow. blank side of that page. So I'm going to start, again, completely flip things on its head. We're going to start with a quick fire round with 28 points available. This is Tom Hanks' Tash or No Tash. Oh. I'm going to give you a character name. Okay. You get a point for telling me the film and a point for telling me whether he had a tash or no tash. And actually, by tash, that might mean facial hair. Okay, so it doesn't, so it's, be not, it's not specific to mustache. Correct. Right. Facial fuzz, basically. Facial fuzz. Okay, correct. Okay. So, Let's get through uh, this. And in fact, who, who do you want to start? Just to make sure it's completely random. Hugh starts, Hugh please. Hugh starts. Victor Novoski. Oh, uh, Film. The Terminal? Yes. Tash or no tash? Tash. Nah. That was, not, that was the news that was the sting. Wrong. That was the news sting. Don't do that. There we go. All right, Joe. Use different fingers. 
different hands. The conductor, film. The conductor is the Polar Express. Tash or no tash? Tash. Correct. Woo! Shows up. I've got twice as many points as you. Okay, Hugh, Cole Hanratty. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to go. Lady Killers? No. No. Catch me if you can. Tash or no tash? Oh, there's a film I haven't seen in a while. Uh, I'm going to say tash. No tash. No, he's not. Catch me if you can, Hugh. Oh, this is not looking good for me. Joe, Paul Edgecombe. Paul Edgecombe. Joe versus the volcano. <laughs> it was the Green Mile. Tash or no tash? Tash. No tash. Walt Green Mile Dis sucked, by the way. Walt Disney. Film. Uh, Saving Mr. Banks. Yes. Tash or no tash? Tash. Tash. Oh, Correct. boy, it's all tied up. You takes nope, the lead. 3-2. Shit. I'm Cap not even right about what the score is. Captain Miller. Captain Miller uh, is from Captain Phillips. No. Save it private, saving private Ryan. Tash or no tash? Tash. No tash. Robert Langdon. Uh, Pretty sure at a five o'clock shadow in that da movie. Da Vinci Code. Whichever one. D Angels or Demons. Angels or Demons. Tash or no tash? Uh, no tash. Correct. Richard Phillips. Captain Phillips. Yes. Finally. Tash or no tash? Tash. Yes, had a goatee. 5-4 the score. <laughs> Michael Sullivan. Oh, <laughs> I feel like I know that. I feel like I know that. Well, you don't sound like you do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is what happens during the day, everyone, as well. I get berated by these three. Um, <laughs> Michael Sullivan. Oh. Oh, so it bridges by snot. No, Road Perdition. Yes. Uh, tash or no Tash? Tash? Yes, he actually has a very full stubble beard with quite a lot of yeah. Tash. Chesley Sullenberger. That is from... Um, Sully. Yes. I was trying to think of the name. Tash or no Tash? Tash. Yes. Tied game, six. Woo! Tash. Dermot Hoggins. Oh. Film. Don't know. Uh, uh, Bachelor Party. No. Cloud Atlas. Oops, sorry. I've not seen it. Tash or no Tash? You've not seen it? No, it's the only film I refuse to watch. Cloud Atlas is like a 17-hour long movie. Who has seen it? Fans of Tom Hanks, one would imagine. <laughs> he plays like seven characters. Get exactly. Tash or no Tash? Oh, Tash. Yes, one of, one of them's got to have a tash. Yeah. Gangsta goatee. <laughs> Henry Goose, film. Henry Goose, um, the man with one red shoe. No, Cloud Atlas again. See what I did there. <laughs> oh, awesome. Tash or no tash? No tash. He has a huge crazy beard. <laughs> okay, just, <laughs> just two more there. of these quick fire ones. Chuck Noland. Uh, Chuck Nolan. It's an 80s film. It's, oh, I've gone blank. It's so unbelievable. obvious. It's unbelievable. Splash, it's not. No, Castaway. Castaway. Of course tash, or, tash or no Tash? <laughs> For the majority of the film. Uh, no Tash. Here, I'll just give it to What, him. the guy on the desert island? You confused him. That is just going to have a huge but, beard, isn't he? Oh, like yeah, yeah, Tash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tash. Am I giving him the point? I don't think you should. No, I don't think you should. I, um, I lost my way. And the last of these. Poor you. This has been How did you not know that Tom <laughs> has facial hair and cast away? I mean. I'm letting myself down, really, coming on you. Just all he has is all he has is a volleyball and a full shaving kit and mirror. <laughs> Who could forget that scene every morning? <laughs> right, last one. Rick Hasco. Uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Bachelor party. You said you only just watched it. I mean, a year ago. Oh, okay, Tash or no Tash? No Tash. Correct. Nah, it's 80s Tom Hanks. Okay, God, the game is tied at seven Perfect, all. we're tied. See, 
7-0. See, at least we got through the first round. It was much slower than I expected. Out of a total of 28 points, we got 14 between okay. two of we us. Okay, we need to decide how many questions we're going to do, because we're, otherwise we're going to run long. Oh, man, well, we're going to do all of them, because I spent ages on Let's it. Let's do right. it. Okay, in which Tom Hanks film did he play a real person rather than a fictional character for the, for the first time? Uh, I'm going to go with Saving Mr. Banks. Incorrect. It was Captain Phillips. Uh, at the end of Castaway, when Hanks' character Chuck Nolan is delivering the unopened package to the artist who sent it, which, which song is playing in his car? Is it The Carpenter's Please Mr. Postman, Stevie Wonder's Sign Still Delivered, Elvis Presley's Return to Sender, or Bobby Vinton's Sealed with a Kiss? Return to Sender, Elvis. Yes. Oh, nice. Joe takes the lead. Nice. Including short films, how many times has Tom Hanks applied the voice of Woody the Cowboy? Ah, you're, you're talking eight... Correct. Wow. wow. Holy shit. I was going to ask you to name them for a bonus point, but we haven't got enough time. <laughs> uh, Tom Hanks was the first choice to play the lead in Big, but was originally unavailable due to scheduling conflicts. Who was then offered the role, but later dumped due to his salary demands? Robert De Niro, Tom Cruise, Al Pacino, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Incorrect. It was Robert De Niro. Bonus point, though. How much did he demand? $10 million. $6 million. The Do game is tied... I suggest we go to sudden death. Okay. Can you name me the four film collaborations between actor Tom Hanks and director Steven Spielberg? Bridge of Spies, Sim Private Ryan. Um, oh, my God, I'm stuck. Can I name two? And if he can't name two? Don't start twisting the rules. It's all, it's all, does it's he get a point per answer or does he have to get all four? He has to get all four. Of them, oh, right. wow. Oh, that's tough. Um, he told me he was a super fan of Tom Hanks. Oh, I'm out. We're just going to waste time. Okay. Catch me if you can. Catch me if you can. And Schindler's List. Oh, Nailed it. No. No. He was. All right. <laughs> Tom Hanks isn't it? I've never seen Schindler's List. I just assumed Tom Hanks was in it. That's Liam Neeson. Oh. In similar. which film are Tom Hanks' balls entirely CGI? What? <laughs> hmm. What's the one where he's riding the scooter with Julia Roberts? That one. I don't know. I don't know what film you're referring to. Neither do I. I'm just gonna go ahead and press that button. Forrest Gump. It's the. Uh, it was a the table. Uh, 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 still a sudden Christ. death. Yeah, Come Jesus on. Christ. Okay. Uh, when uh, Chuck, you remember the bearded character in Castaway, creates fire, he sings a song uh. in celebration. Does he sing "Light My Fire by the Doors," "Fire" by Arthur Brown, "Burn Baby Burn" from Disco Inferno by the Tramps, or "Hot Stuff" by Donna Summers? I can't remember, but I'd really hope it's "Burn Baby Burn." Oh, it isn't. Oh, I really wish. Joe, if you go. get this next question right, you've won the oh, game. Well, I think no. Hugh gets the, gets the rebuttal. If then, if Hugh gets it wrong, then I win. No, it's sudden death. He's had his question. Yeah, no, question. Okay. According to the last line of Big Shimmy Shimmy Coco Pop Shimmy rap, yep. how many times do you sock me in the stomach? Is it two more times, three more times, four more times, or five more times? I think it's sock me in the stomach three more times. Yes! Correct. Correct. Joe Stapleton. Ah, uh, she said a trisket, a, a biscuit. biscuit. <laughs> Finally Ice wins cream, the game. Pop, of course, I had to beat here. The only person who's ever been on the show that I like. <laughs> That's why I was invited on to lose. <laughs> it was close, though. It did come down to sudden death. Um, but anyway, you do get the pleasure and the privilege of still sitting at this table while we finally reveal... <gasps> The new name of the podcast. You get to keep course, those. This is the last EPT. The show will no longer be called EPT Not Live. This is what you'll be hearing in January 2017. You've seen their TV shows. 
you've watched their webcasts. Now, the boys invite you to Poker in the Ears. Hello, my babies, and welcome to Poker in the Ears. Hi, I'm Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton. That's Hugh. So wrong. That's Matt Broughton. Mm. That's James Hardigan. We did not come up with that strictly on our own. We do have a prize to give away to two viewers who came up with something very similar. Yes. Help us out. Peter now, Blow. Just very quickly. Yes. Several people suggested poker in your ears. Pete was the first. So for suggesting poker in your ears, and granted, we it's not... 100% right, but we are going to give Pete $70 in honor of the 70 episodes of EPC Not Live. And also, when we do the Envision version, it will be poker in the ears and eyes. And eyes. So Pete gets $70 for that one. But and it was a tag team between Pete and Tony Turner Alvarez, who did say poker in the ear, and Tony defended her entry of uh, being the rather than your poker in the ear implies a podcast with humor poker in your ears implies just poker so between them we combine pete and tony turner alvarez's suggestions tony you can't have uh, t dollars because you're in the united states but you will get the ept commemorative book and an everyone loves a chop pot hoodie there it is everybody we're still working on the one with matt broughton because uh, it looked a little too much like matt unfortunately, <laughs> so uh, we had to have him taken out and photoshopped again. Poker in the airs. Thank you to everyone who contributed to uh, to the new titles of the show, Pete and Tony specifically. Thank you very much. Uh, now, we will be pokering you in the ears from the Poker Stars Championship and Bahamas. Eyes. And eyes. That's right. So the next time you will see and hear us is from the Bahamas. We're taking a few weeks off between now and then. This is how we're going to close out the show, everybody. We'll see you in 2017 from the Poker Stars Championship Bahamas. Smell you later.